With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Yarn Thing podcast with Marley Bird. I'm your host, Marley Bird. You can catch the Yarn Thing podcast every Tuesday morning at 10 o'clock Mountain Time. That's 12 o'clock on the East Coast, 9 o'clock on the West Coast, and 11 o'clock in the Midwest. If you are anywhere else in the world, please Google what time 10 o'clock Mountain Time is for you. I do live in Denver, Colorado, if that helps, and uh, I would love for you to come and join the fun. We always have the live broadcast over Blog Blog Talk Radio. Um, You can find each podcast uh, as a download. It's always archived on iTunes. And then during each podcast, I also do a Facebook Live where you can do or watch the behind the scenes of me interviewing each guest. Um, so and that's a fun place where you can go and participate with other listeners. Uh, we leave comments and we talk about um, other things that are going on uh, during the podcast. So it's, it's a lot of fun. I really have a good time doing it. And uh, there we have it. Okay, so let's say a thank you to our sponsors. <clears throat> Excuse me. Red Heart Yarns, where I'm the proud national spokesperson. Stitches.events, and we will be attending Stitches Texas here in just a couple weeks. It's not too late to sign up for some wonderful classes. Craftsy.com, Erin Lane Bags. If you have not had a chance to look at the Erin Lane Bags website recently, they have a special bag that they have made to help support Hurricane Harvey victims, and it is their wonderful sheeple, Larry, the disgruntled black sheeple, and he is um, sending a message to Harvey, so you want to go check those out. Uh, you will love them, AaronLaneBags.com. Creative Bug, and last but certainly not least, Buffalo Wool Company. You can learn more about my sponsors by visiting the Marley Bird website and clicking on sponsors, and there's a direct link to each of them right there. When you get a chance, please always tell them thank you for supporting your favorite podcast. All right, everybody. So here's something that's really cool. So I saw this book on Amazon, and I was like, holy moly, that looks fantastic. And then I go and get my mail that day, and I get my – I want to call it media mail from Interweave, F&W, and it has this wonderful book inside it. I was so excited as I was flipping through it because the designer mind in me is thinking, oh, my gosh, there's a whole bunch of more possibilities for me to do with my knitting. And so I am thrilled to have Andrea on the show, the author of Alternate Stitch Dictionary, and we're going to talk about um, this book and everything that goes on with knitting with Andrea, and um, I think her last name, I, I always butcher last names, and I think it's Rangel, but let's ask Andrea and see um, what it is. So hi, Andrea. How are you? Hi there. Thanks for having me. I am so thrilled you're here. How do we say your last name? It's actually my whole name's Andrea Rangel. But Andrea. I'm not one of those people who's picky about it. So <laughs> Andrea, Andrea, it's a challenging one because everybody so, knows somebody who's hilarious. named all five of the pronunciations. Right. So, yeah. Anyway, yeah, it's Rangel, though. You've got that right. Cool. So I got the last name right, but the first name wrong. So Andrea. All right. I could say Andrea. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> so Andrea, hello. How are you doing? 
I'm doing great. Yeah, it's uh, beautiful here in Victoria. It's a good day. And yeah, doing good. Very cool. Very cool. So um, I I don't know if people know very much about you or Andrea Rangel Knits. And I know, though, there is a huge buzz around this book because people are getting it. And I've seen pictures in various Facebook groups of um, people. They're like excited they have this book and they're telling other people they need to go get this book. Um, So it has been a, a it's been a big hit so far. Yeah, I've been so excited to see the response. I didn't know what to expect at all. It's just, it felt like kind of an unusual book, so I didn't really know what people would think about it. Uh, So the fact that people have been posting about it and getting excited about it and asking me if they can stock it and, you know, the Netherlands or, you know, how can I get it in Germany and, um, you know, where, give me a link to it. And just seeing outside posters who I, I don't even know people being really excited about it. And just a few projects already starting and designers being excited about the parts of it that I was excited about. So it's <laughs> been really fun to see so far. I just, it's hardly even been published yet. And I feel like there's just been this amazing response. So I just cannot wait until knitting season really hits to see what people do with it. So I'm pretty excited about that. Well, now that we're past Labor Day, many of America's kids are going back to school. Um, And so a lot of the knitting moms and dads will have a little bit more time on their hands as their, their toddlers or their kids are in school or we're, you know, transferring them around to practices. I know that's where I get most of my knitting time in is when I'm sitting at practice <laughs> waiting for somebody. It's, it's pretty crazy. But um, so let's jump at, back a little bit, Andrea, and let's tell people your story. So this is really a chance for you to connect with those knitters and, um, you know, even crocheters who want to become knitters and uh, let them feel a little bit more connected with you. So why don't you start off, like, tell us how you learned to knit and when you started um you know, moving into having it some a part of your career? Is this, you know, is this full-time for you? What do you do on the other half of your time? Or um, let's start with those questions. Okay, well, I learned to knit when I was a little girl from my grandmother, uh, but I didn't do it very much then. She actually died really shortly after, and I just didn't knit as a kid very much. But when I was 18, I moved to Seattle to go to college, and my auntie was knitting. She handed me some yarn and needles, and my hands just started going. So I didn't actually remember how to knit, but my hands were doing it anyway. Isn't so that awesome um, how that happened? <laughs> it was pretty magical. It was just the muscle memory just just happened. So um, I just really became, I guess, obsessed is an okay word for it. I was in college, so I knit all four years in college. I would knit in class and whenever I got the chance. And then I became a teacher and I taught elementary, middle and high school. And I taught in the Peace Corps in Jordan. And um, I taught in Seattle and in Tucson, Arizona. And I knit all the time throughout that. And eventually I realized that teaching was not going to be what I wanted to do long term, and at least not uh, in the public school system. And so, or private for that matter. Um, but I decided to try something different and I was in between things for a while, but I worked in a dye studio, the Hazelnuts dye studio in Seattle. And I taught at Hilltop, the beloved now gone yarn shop in Seattle. And, um, I did a bunch of knitting related things and I was sort of designing 
in between all of these things. When I I had a pattern published in fall of 2009 in MIDI, that was my first published pattern. And um, I just kept, kept going, kept practicing, kept learning. And my husband and I moved to uh, Victoria, BC in the fall of 2012. So five years ago now. And um, at that point I just, made it my full-time job so I've been designing full-time for about five years and I had a different book out last year which I also got to talk to you about rugged I remember and yeah um and then this was my big project uh from last year that I I worked on all year last year and I do a lot of independent work I've worked for Brooklyn Tweed for Interweave Knits and Knit Scene magazines things like that um, and I work independently. So I have a website and I'm on Ravelry and I love Instagram. That's mostly, that's my most active space. Um, and I just knit and design and that's my full-time gig and I really love it. I, I love that. I love that whole story. And I do, I do remember you coming on the show cause I loved your book. I was like, this is so wonderful. Cause it was all very wearable stuff. It was very fabulous. Um, Thanks. <laughs> so I want to know the story behind alternate. Like, was it a book that you had percolating for a while? Like, how did you decide you, this is the, this is the direction you wanted this book to go? So you mentioned your first book. Um, it's uh, rugged knits, right? Isn't it rugged knits? That's right. Right. Um, see, <laughs> um, and that was like a book with um, uh, uh, patterns like for sweaters and scarves and shawls and, and all that good stuff. And this one is a stitch dictionary, which is fantastic because it has more evergreen life. You know what I mean? Like this is a, this is going to last a really long time. It's, it's going to be in style. How did you decide to go this route? Well, I'm going to admit that it was really my husband's idea. And um, he actually designed all of the motifs in the book. He has a, an art background and um, he had been helping me with color work and even some cable charts for a few years. And the way we would do that is he would sort of, you know, I would, I would explain a little bit of what I was looking for. He would play with some charts, uh, you know, in software, he would give me a chart. I would both look at it. Then we would make some changes. He would chart again. I would swatch again, etc. And so we had worked that way before. And, you know, he told me that it was, pretty like fun and easy for him to create these charts. And uh, once he understood the rules, it was not, um, it, you know, it was something that he thought he could come up with some pretty original ideas for. And so, you know, he had seen me using stitch dictionaries uh, all through the years and he knows how to knit. He doesn't really do it, but um, he has, he has been involved in my career and been really supportive and helpful. And so he said, well, we could make a whole book of these, don't you think? And I am at first actually thought that a whole book of stranded color work, I hadn't seen anything like that before. So I was not 100% sure about that idea. But once we agreed upon it and I submitted it to the publisher, uh, Interweave is my publisher, uh, they're with F&W, and they liked it. And so we pursued it further and it was it was a matter of us working together a lot. I mean, a lot of a lot of the book is really the two of us. I designed all of the projects in the back, so there's five patterns as well as the 200 motifs. Um, and then I wrote a bunch of technical information and tutorials and things at the front of the book. 
uh, and I did all of the knitting for the book, but the designs of the 200 motifs and their names, um, that was my husband's contribution, Sean. Oh, so, my gosh. Um, it's about really uh, his idea. The names <laughs> are fabulous. They are fabulous. Like, so, I, I mean, all of them, um, like the one, cake or death. Like, it's literally a cake, the, the oars word or the the grim reaper like how cool is that i love it when it's the sheep the you looking at me like this is just it's fantastic yeah so cake or death is actually um from an eddie izzard sketch i don't know if anybody knows the comedian eddie izzard but he has a very funny little bit uh his a little comedian bit that he does that's uh, offering cake or death and you get to pick which one you want. Anyway, I just recommend Googling cake or death. That's what that's from. So I, I don't know if how many people will under like get that that's what we were going for, but yes, it is the, the adorable green reaper and a piece of cake. <laughs> I love this. I love that you were able to work with your husband in this such, I mean, in this manner. Um, you know, I know a lot of husband and wife teams in the yarn industry, the, the biggest one that pops out to me is Kathy and Steve Elkins, but there's also Carl and Eileen Coop from Bijou Basin Ranch. Um, and I mean, I think about, <laughs> I think about me working with John and <laughs> um, no, <laughs> I, just, I just don't, I don't know. I think, uh, I think he would be a really great office manager and like a CFO sort of thing, but I don't think he has, the creative side to do to do this this stuff so I think it's fabulous you're able to do that yeah I mean a lot of the work wasn't us working together like he would do his part and then I would do my part and the part that was together was us looking at the finished swatch and if we both liked it we would set it aside as one of our swatches but if one of us didn't like it then that was like it was just not included. So we, we actually created a lot more than the 200 motifs that are in the book because we eliminated quite a few of them. And um, so the part that was us together was, was uh, fairly minimal. Mostly we were doing our own thing, but. <laughs> so did you knit all the swatches then as well? Yes. Yes, I did. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yes. So, please continue to say, wow. It, wow. it was an enormous <laughs> That is such a huge task. You know, I had, um, oh, I just totally spaced on her name. I'll think of it here in a second because I have her book over here. And it's, oh, she's the one who did the Fair Isle book for FNW. And it's all the Fair Isle motifs. I can't think of it. Oh, Mary um, Jane? Mary, yes, Mary Jane. And so she yes. did all of hers like in a scarf format. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like this huge, super long scarf of swatches. Um, yeah, you do something it's really cool. It separate? Yeah, hers is cool. No, all my swatches are separate. Um, I just decided at the beginning of the process, that was actually a pretty challenging part of the process was to decide how would I create the swatches in order to make them um, usable and visually appealing and consistent because obviously not all the repeats are the same. So they would need to be maybe partial repeats or they would need to be different sizes. So that was kind of a challenge. And I decided in the end to make them all the exact same size and in all the same way. So I have like the, every swatch was 57 stitches. I have garter borders at the beginning and the end and at the top and the bottom. 
I have steak stitches in, in the middle, like at the very end of the round so that I could cut up the middle for every swatch. Um, so, so yeah, they are all separate pieces and I liked doing it that way, partly because that allowed us the freedom to, you know, choose which ones we want and also to rearrange the order, uh, at the end. So, I mean, we had 200, so, um, we did arrange them by color, but we also like within, there's a lot that have the same color. So within that we had to arrange them. And we had to decide like which colors came after which. And so being able to sort of mix and match and pull ones out and put new ones in was really helpful. So, I mean, I really like the result of what I did. And I also like, I mean, on the cover, like that was how they photographed the swatches for the cover was by just like laying them in a pile so that um, you could sort of see a bunch of different ones at the same time. Um, but it was, I think it worked out, but it was uh, a huge, a huge project. I was icing my wrists there daily for, for a little while. So I think uh, in the future, I, if I were to do something like that again, I would not uh, either not do it all myself or, or give myself a little more time. Yes, absolutely. Oh my gosh. So cool. This is so cool. Um, I've got so many questions. So, okay, your husband said he's seen you looking through Dick's Dictionary. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it is a tongue twister. I have a hard time with it myself. <laughs> Whoops. Stitch Dictionaries. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I lost it now. All right, I've got to pull this together. Um, did he ever look through something, too, to kind of get ideas of what he wanted to do, or was he just, like, just, just, free spirit and just kind of tackling it all himself. Well, I mean, he has definitely looked through stitch dictionaries, but not really for his, like to help me come up with stitch patterns that might be good for other things for his own design. He just, he has a, he's always been a really incredible illustrator and he has a very visual brain. I mean, he, he has a degree in fine art, um, in sculpting and he was a working like uh, a painter he had was a commission artist for a little while and um, he went to school in San Francisco for his art degree and so his like he has always um, been really good at representing what he sees and he has a really visual imagination so him coming up with all those patterns it was just kind of like put a grid in front of him and he just has this great imagination for for art and um he he doesn't like he doesn't paint or anything anymore but his skill in design and, and graphic design is comes in really really handy and um there was a few things where i think i may have suggested things like i think the ponies may have been my suggestion um, like there's a, the prancing ponies, which is just like this ridiculous motif of like galloping horses with hearts, which is just like a, a 10 year old girl thing that I just absolutely love. So I think, I think he thought that one was maybe a little over the top silly, but, uh, the hearts help fill in some of the space in between and just add a little, uh, Lisa Frank quality to it, which you I really can't love. Go wrong. So, you can't go wrong. Yeah. With I mean, there were. I think there were a few that I may have suggested some ideas for, but for the most part, they're just, 
out of his imagination. And of course, since he's educated in art, like there are some that are more traditional, like the Greek key type things, which have been, you know, art motifs in history since the Egyptians or whatever. So, um, so yeah, some of them have that like traditional quality where you've seen those patterns in art before. uh, But a lot of them are just his, his imagination. So here's what's so cool about that to me is I, I'm always in awe of people who can come up with their own stitches. Like that's something that I actually kind of struggle with. I, I rely a lot on my stitch dictionaries. And so when I see this book and how amazing it is and how unique it is in many different aspects, I, I put it right up there with the likes of the cable book by Norgon or the books by Nikki Epstein or um, the, uh, I don't want to say the Barbara Walker books because a lot of those are things that she had seen as well and just wanted them all in one place. But I know she designed some of them. But so my, my point is, I think this is amazing and I love what you've done and I can absolutely appreciate the talent and the time that has gone into it. Well, thank you so much. I'm really honored for you to put me, uh, our book, in that category. I, I feel like that it being a book that's all stranded color work, I mean, it's a very niche category. There is no, like, uh, slip stitch mosaics or double knitting or anything like that. It's all just stranded color work, everything in the whole book, and there's 200 of them, which felt like, I, I was hesitant about that, but now that it's done, I feel like there isn't another resource really that's like this. No. I love and adore the Mary Jane Mucklestone motif books. They're based on traditional, you know, Fair Isle or Norwegian designs, which is so awesome. I'm so inspired oh, by those things. Absolutely. But I think I that this one is like a different category because it's just, it's a different thing. So I feel like people would want to have Mary Jane's books on the shelf next to this one. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) No, I mean, no, absolutely. Mary Jane, that's why I couldn't remember her name. It was driving me nuts. And her books are like right there. Like, (laughs) anyway, they are, they are, they're amazing. And like I said, I rely a lot on my stitch dictionaries, a lot, a lot. Um, I, cause sometimes just a simple stitch can inspire such a, a design for me at least. Um, and, and I think that that's true with a lot of different people. I mean, shoot, I have an entire bookshelf like right over here to the left of me. Um, it's one of those Ikea, like four by four um, shelf things. And it's full of stitch dictionaries and like how to knit and crochet books. Like it's full. Um, so yeah, when I, when I tell you this is, right up there with those. I kind of know what I'm talking about. So this is, this is excellent. Excellent. Um, what I think is going to be cool is what, what's going to happen with this, not only with your own designs that you do with it, but what other people are going to do or how they incorporate it or, you know, whether it's it, it accessories or kids clothes or men's clothes or what is triggering in my mind the most is that I think this will speak a lot to um, the younger generations, the millennial generations, because it is, it is that kind of offhand's not the right word, but the alternative um, to like just traditional knitting and crochet sort of stitches, uh, which there's a big group of people who really, they like, they just want to be a little bit more fun, a little bit more whimsical. I was even at um, the coach store yesterday, the coach purses And they're doing this big thing where the strap on the purse is made out of not nylon, but it's, it's like one of those cloth sort of 
um, straps where you could put a pin, you know what I mean? Like a, not a push pin, but like a pin with the back on it. And so they're encouraging people to like decorate and make their purses their own. And sort of like when you just add patchwork to your jean jacket or something, um, this, this, this time that we're in, um, it seems a lot about, you know, taking stuff that's tried and true, but making it your own with that little bit of a difference. And I think that your stitches really um, can do that. Did I lose you? Oh, no. Hey, Facebook Live, are you here with me? Oh, she did. Her call dropped. Hopefully she heard all of that I said. (laughs) That was a lot I said. So her call dropped. I'm going to pick her back up here. Hey, there you are. Are you there? I yeah, am. I called back. I don't know what happened, but I'm here and I heard you. I actually okay, cool. was listening that whole time. So <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh no, did I drop her? That's funny. We haven't had a drop call in a long time. So, well, I'm glad you're back. I'm glad you heard all that. But um, so honestly, I think your book is really going to hit the mark there with that generation of knitters and I mean, really, that's the one we really have to cultivate and bring up to really help move along and continue on with our wonderful tradition of knitting, right? Because we can't let it die out. We can't let full generations go without even picking up the needle or picking up the hook. We have to keep giving them something that makes them want to come back to the yarn, right? Yeah, I mean, I think we've got lots of young knitters. I mean, I've got my cousins are knitting and things like that. So I do hope that the book will... Uh, speak to them and also that they will be able to use it. I mean, the, the patterns in the book, the idea with that is that these are examples, but you could take any stitch pattern in the book. And if you do the right math, you can plug them in to those projects or you can make your own projects. And one thing I'm proud of in the book is that there's an index in the very back that lists all of the motifs by stitch and row count. So you can design with these things, and if you need like a five-stitch repeat, just go to the back and find where the five-stitch repeats are, and those are the ones that you can pick from. Um, I know that's like, a, as a designer, I find that tool so handy. Yeah. And brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> and I mean, all the motifs like are totally available. The point is for for knitters and designers to use them. So. I'm really excited to see what people do. It's like there's no need to to give credit or anything, although I really want to see what people do. So hashtag alternate stitch dictionary. If you use the motifs, I really want to see them. But um, but yeah, there the the hope, like Sean and I, our biggest hope for this book, first, we're just really excited that we made a book together. But second, we really hope to see a lot of color work projects and designs emerging. And, and I hope that even if people start by looking through the book, they might be inspired and change the charts and, and use them a little differently or, or design their own or, or whatever, but that, that people are starting to see how much fun knitting with color work can be and how creative they can be with it. And, and we just hope that this is a handbook to really allow other people to express their creativity. And I think that's how I feel about knitting design in general is that I really want to allow people to express their creativity and, and create a tool for them in doing that. And this book is like even more so of that, but, but yeah, we're, we're really excited to see color work coming out, especially with, you know, new designers and, 
that will be really fun. I'm I'm hoping to see some some silly, I don't know, prancing ponies or something on on Ravelry here coming up. All right, so I'm about to open up your entire market by like uh, like at least by double. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. So crocheters, I want you to know that you could absolutely pick this book up and it would work for you too. And here is how. All of the stranded knitting items are done by chart. If you're looking at uh, Facebook Live, you can see the charts, what I'm talking about. Are you familiar with corner-to-corner crochet? When you do corner-to-corner crochet, typically, how do you follow along and create those really beautiful corner-to-corner crochet motifs? or not motifs, uh, like blankets, typically you follow a chart, correct? You would make whatever the color of that square is, that would be the square for your corner to corner, and then so on and so forth. You could absolutely, absolutely 110% use these charts to make your own corner to corner crochet blankets and designs. Not only that, totally. Right. Not only that, if you take these charts and maybe you have to do like two or three side by side or whatever, you could do stranded crochet or um, what is sometimes called tapestry crochet, um, just not in the rounds. I think tapestry crochet is where it's only in the rounds. But if you did stranded crochet back and forth, sort of like what people do when they make those big like Michigan logo blankets or something, you could use the charts for that as well using single crochet. The best way to think about this as a a translation, the single crochet is roughly just like a square, right? It's as wide as it is tall. And and it it works out really great when you're working with charts like this because you could absolutely substitute a single crochet and create something awesome. Now, I do want to throw out there that dirty word. You will have to gauge to make sure that you don't make something super small or too big, but you could do that. So don't sit here and think, oh my gosh, this book call is called Alternate. I have to be a knitter to get it. That's just not true. You could absolutely be a crocheter and pick up this book and and you would be able to make all the wonderful pieces as well. So crocheters yeah, don't have actually I just wanted to add something to that really quickly. Um, If you look up the Instagram tag, alternate stitch dictionary, there are a few crocheted um, pieces already. There are some folks over at interweave crochet who have been playing with it. And I think it's near the, near the beginning. It might've been a couple of months ago, but um, there are definitely some examples of that already. So you can kind of check that out there. Absolutely could do it. So don't hesitate. I'm telling you, you guys, you could love it. Um, If you've never done corner to corner before, don't worry. The Marley Bird YouTube channel has corner to corner instructions. You can go check it out and I will hold your hand through the whole process. Um, I think this is fabulous. Uh, it's, it's really great. Um, Jennifer Purdy is suggesting you could even do a pixel granny square with this. I don't know how to do that. Um, I've never done it before, but Jennifer, I trust you. If you think that's possible, absolutely. Um, just so everybody knows, I have included my Amazon affiliate link, um, to the Facebook live. I'm just throwing that out there so that you're aware that that is an affiliate link. If you click on that, um, I just want to make sure I'm covered with the all the rules of affiliate linking so just be like hey i didn't know well you do you know um i love this so here's a question for you andrea when you were coming up with the various designs which are so incredibly adorable um like what was your thought process behind all of that well i wanted to have a variety but i didn't you know i are you talking about the projects yes yeah, sorry. Yeah, so 
Yeah, no, no, that's okay. What I really wanted was to have examples of how the motifs could be used in regular knitting. So I chose a couple of sweaters, a cowl, mitten, a hat, so that knitters could see here are these motifs and here are these examples of how to use them. And so I would love to see knitters just create those projects. Like I've, there's already somebody who's made the leaves in water cardigan, which is so beautiful. And she basically made it with the same colors as are in the book. And it is so gorgeous. And I'm really excited to see that. Uh, so that's one thing is just make the projects just like any other knitting pattern. But there's also a section in the book that is gives some math and some hints about how you can take different motifs and just sort of plug them in to those projects. So you could knit this cowl, but with a totally different motif and different colors, and it would look completely different, even though you could use the exact same numbers that are in the pattern. And that one's the easiest is the cowl. But, but for all the other ones, there's information on how to do that. And then it's also just a jumping off point to say like, hey, here's a yoke sweater and you can put color work at the yoke and color work at the cuffs. And you just pick what kind of color work you need. And here's the numbers that you need. Here's the kind of math you have to consider in order to do that. But pick a different motif. You know, make your, make your color work wider, put stripes on top and on bottom. Or, you know, here's how you could make it with a scarf or, you know, here's traditional mittens with color work on them. Maybe you want to make mittens too, but you want them to be a little bit with the gusset shaping or whatever, you know, they're really designed to be a jumping off point. So there's like those layers to it. I want people to make the projects, yes, but I also want them to use those projects to help them stretch themselves a little bit, to allow their creativity to run wild, but with with a little training wheels so that it. they can see how color work can be used in their regular knitting life. So one of the questions you're going to get from people is about the yarn, the yarn choices you made or the yarn uh, weight that you suggest for these. Um, I know that you could use any weight you want. It all, you know, it all will affect whatever your gauge is, but do you have a preference mm -hmm. or do you have something you want to tell people about that? Sure. In color work, it can be helpful to use a smaller gauge. So most of the things in the book are in fingering weight. So all the swatches are in Quince and Co. Finch, which is a nice smooth fingering weight uh, wool. And a lot of the projects are also in fingering weight. The reason that fingering weight is handy is that you can fit a lot of repeats. <laughs> so you can see more of your color work. You get more of the pattern in with smaller gauge. And that can be really fun. But uh, one of the sweaters, the skull and bones pullover, is in Brooklyn Tweed Shelter, so that's a worsted weight yarn. And when you use a heavier weight yarn, what's fun is you get sort of a more macro blown up look to the color work. And as long as you have full repeats of the pattern so that you can actually see what's going on, those bigger weights can be really fun and they can play with the scale of things. You can have sort of like a blown up scale. One thing to keep in mind, though, is stranded color work is thick because it has the stranding behind. So if you're using a heavier weight yarn, you're going to get a pretty thick fabric at the points where you have color work. And the heavier yarn, the thicker it's going to be. And with thickness generally comes density and loss of drape. So that can be really fun and great. I have, uh, there's a lot of 
knitting actually from my area here in Victoria, there's traditional couch and knitting, which is like super bulky yarn worked in color work. <laughs> and it's really cool, but it has its own characteristic. You know, it's thick and dense and heavy, which you just have to be aware of when you're choosing yarn. So you can get a lighter sort of more draping thing if you choose a yarn that works for that. But um, just like in all knitting, yarn selection is going to make a big difference. And of course, swatch, swatch, swatch. <laughs> and make sure you block your swatches, please, before you settle on your yarn or try and measure your gauge because an unblocked swatch is an inaccurate swatch. All right. That, that I, oh my gosh, I love you so much because that is something that I say <laughs> all the time because people don't understand that. Do you know, everybody, that when the gauge is given on a pattern, that is the blocked gauge, meaning if you're getting that gauge right off the needles, you need to also block it to make sure the gauge stays the same because your yarn could stretch, it could poof, it could shrink, it could do all sorts of things. So you must block your gauge swatch, everybody, because you plan on blocking your actual piece, you know, you need to know how that yarn is going to react. Um, I, I'm off my, my soapbox. Amen and hallelujah. <laughs> yes. So only, the only caveat difference to that is when you're dealing with acrylic, because acrylic, unless you're going to do steam blocking, which is a whole nother ball game, typically acrylic, <laughs> it is what it is. So there's a whole, but when you're dealing with, uh, you know, sort of natural fiber, especially, um, you just, you really just want to mm-hmm. block. I, you just got to block. This is so cool. I love this. Um, I, I just, really enjoyed talking to you. I think it's a great time and I love where you live. I love the book. I love the designs. I think it's absolutely fabulous. You've done a really great job. Thank you. You're welcome. So Andrea, it's the time in the show that we give away a prize. And I know that you have a copy of the book to give away to one call-in listener and a copy to give away to one person who leaves a comment on the show notes. Is that correct? That's right. Yep. All right. So um, I am going to give people the guest call-in number. If you are listening live to the podcast right now, <clears throat> excuse me, you can call in and be placed in the switchboard, 347-539-5589. That is, <clears throat> excuse me, I have something in my throat. That is the guest call-in number for you to call in. And as I mentioned, you'll be placed in the switchboard, and all I see there are just phone numbers. I don't see names. I don't see anything else. But you get to just kind of hang out there and we will randomly select a winner from that switchboard as soon as um, we get over there to that part of the giveaway. But if you're not listening live, don't worry. There's always a chance for you to win as well. Um, after the show notes today, Caitlin, my social media manager, is going to be putting up the show notes over on marleybird.com. She will include a brief synopsis of the podcast, including links and images and all that good stuff that you need to know. So if there's something maybe that you've missed or a link to to Amazon to get the book or to Ravelry to see the patterns, um, usually she has everything there. Uh, you will be able to find that over at marleybird.com. And if you click on either podcast or blog, you'll just find the show notes for today's show, all about alternate stitch dictionary with Andrea Rangel. And you will be able to find those notes. And then at the bottom, you will leave a comment. And your comment needs to include a keyword that Andrea will give us here in just a minute. And that keyword is sort of like your, your, your golden ticket. It's your chance to tell us, hey, I listened to the show and I want to make sure I include my keyword. Um, 
Once you've done that, you just kind of hang back, sit tight. We choose a winner about two to three weeks after the original air date of the podcast. So that way you have time to go back and listen to shows if life gets busy. And uh, as we know, it usually does. So uh, let's see here. I have a new way of looking up winners. So the winner's already been chosen for the giveaway. So here we are. We're about two to three weeks past the original air date of this podcast um, that I'm getting ready to give a prize away from. And it is from Pam Mayer, who was the owner of Fiber Crafty. If you remember, she was on the show. She was talking about Fiber Crafty and her website. And so the lucky winner gets a project bag and yarn. And oh, this is funny. See, I didn't pick the winners. The Caitlin randomly selects the winners and they're in a, in a, uh, like a spreadsheet for me right now. And I know this winner. So this is actually quite exciting. So now all of you out there who, who I know, you're just like, Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Is it me? Is it me? It's actually Chris Lopez. So Chris Lopez, your comment was great podcast and beautiful story of fulfilling your dream. Would love to see you feature some of the beautiful handmade polymer clay decorated crochet hooks to use with the beautiful yarn in your shops. So there you go. The key word was actually, it was a question. It was what um, independent products would you like to see in the shops? And so Chris Lopez is looking out for our crocheters. It says she'd like to see some of those beautiful crochet hooks. So Chris, congratulations. You know how this works. Um, I'll actually contact you uh, and uh, get your mailing address and phone number so we can send that off to Pam. So that's as easy as it gets, you guys. Chris went to the show notes, left a comment, and she, you know, just sat back and crocheted and knit and hung out with us. And now she's randomly, she got selected as the winner. So after the podcast today, you will go where? To marleybird.com. Find the show notes of the blog with the show notes for today's podcast. Go to the comment section and include a keyword that Andrea is going to give us here in a second and sit back and wait. So Andrea, what's going to be the keyword? I'm going to go with swatch and block. Swatch and block. All right. I'm excited to see what people will say. Swatch and block. So that's your keyword. Make sure you include that. I want to mention that I do love your comments on Facebook and on Twitter and on Ravelry. Um, but to be entered for a chance to get the copy of the book, you have to leave your comment on those show notes for this show uh, because we go directly from those comments to select the winner. Okay. So that's, that's where that is. All right. Wash and block. I love that. All right. So let's swatch, go over here. Swatch. What did, I, what did I say? Block, wash, and swatch. Block and swatch. What? <laughs> One more time. Swatch and block. Swatch and block. Jeez Louise. Swatch and block. Where is my mind? I swear. Swatch and block. Okay, so we're back to Blog Talk Radio. Um, you have 37 callers. Everybody wants a copy of this book. Uh, you know how this works. I'm scrolling up and down all of the phone numbers. When you tell me to stop, my cur- I'll take my hand off of the mouse, and wherever the mouse is, you, um, you get that person. So I'm scrolling. All right, hands up. That's area code 512. I'm going to click on this. 512, hello? Hello? 512, you're on the air. Hi. 512-850. I know you're there. I hear you. Hello? Hi. Hi. What's your name, hon? 
Um, my name's Barbara. Hi, Barbara. Where are you calling us from? Colorado Springs. Oh, you're close to me. <laughs> very cool. Well, very awesome. Is it hazy down there, too? Like, it was so hazy yesterday from all the smoke. Oh, it was very hazy yesterday. And say it looks like it's going to rain. Does it? I haven't even looked outside yet today. So um, I don't mind the rain, but the smoke was really just interfering with my lungs. But anyways, it's either yeah. here or there. I mean, God bless the people that are in the areas where the, the fires are actually happening. I mean, that's just it's devastating. But I don't know. Anyways, Barbara, congratulations. You have won your very own copy of Alternate Stitch Dictionary. How cool is that? Oh, so cool. And my first time calling in. Is it your first time? Oh, oh cool. Yes. <laughs> That is so awesome. Well, say hi to Andrea. Hi, Andrea. Hi, Barbara. Congratulations. Thanks for calling in. Thank you. I'm so excited <laughs> to get the book. This is so cool. <laughs> so, Barbara, all I need you to do to get the prize is you're going to email me winner at yarnthingpodcast.com. Winner at yarnthingpodcast.com with your mailing address and phone numbers. That way we can send it off to. Um, I think we send it off to F&W, and uh, they'll get the prize to you as soon as possible. Way cool. Thank you. Hey, you're welcome. Congratulations. Thanks. Thanks for listening. (laughs) Bye. All right. Bye. Bye, Barbara. So funny. I love it. Sometimes I always kind of chuckle when people don't answer the phone right away. It's like they don't believe it. Is is she talking to me? Is she talking to me? Yes. (laughs) Barbara, congratulations. Uh, You're going to love this book. I think it's fabulous. Andrea, you and your husband have done a stellar job. Absolutely great. Um, Do you know, I think you you mentioned that you didn't, the teaching thing wasn't really going to be your gig, but do you teach knitting? Do you like to do that? Yes, absolutely. I I love getting back in the classroom to teach knitters, and I'm going to be at Vogue Knitting Live. Well, I'll be at Knit City first here in Vancouver uh, at the end of this month, and then I'll be at Vogue Knitting Live Seattle and at Knit Fit in Seattle in November. So I've got my fall teaching lineup all ready to go. So, yes, I do love teaching knitting. Fantastic. Hopefully we'll see you out here uh, for the Interweave Yarn Fest. That would be fun, too. Next that year. would be fun. I'd love to that give, give that one a try. <laughs> awesome. Well, I wish you the, uh, the most success possible with this book. I think it's amazing. Um, again, knitters and crocheters, you could totally use this book. You will love it. Um, some really wonderfully unique designs in there. A lot of fun. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. And you will go check out Andrea's um, Facebook page. And uh, where else could they find you? Uh, my website is andrearangel.com, and I'm most active on Instagram, so that's uh, Andrea Rangel Knits. And there's lots of other places. I'm on Pinterest and, um, you know, Facebook, my website, all those things. You can find me in the About section on my website. We'll link to that as well. And I'm on Ravelry as Andrea Arnett's on Twitter as Andrea Arnett's. So. Very cool. So they can find you no matter what. Now, the last question I have for you is, do you have another book in the works or are you taking a break? I do not have any other books in the works right now. I'm doing independent design and working for some yarn companies right now. So uh, we will see what comes up here in the future, but there is, I am blissfully book free at the moment. (laughs) (laughs) well enjoy the break and i can't wait to see what you come up with next because you're just absolutely fantastic 
Thank you so much, Marley. Thank you for having me on. No problem. All right, I'll talk to you soon. All right, bye. Bye. So cute. I absolutely think she's wonderful. If you hadn't have a chance, if you have not had a chance to go back and listen to the podcast I did with her, with her first book, Rugged Knits, you really should go check it out. Um, it's a wonderful book also. Um, I, I did put a link to her Amazon author page so you can see all of the books that she has going there. And did you know when you sign into Amazon, you can actually follow various authors and so you'd be able to stay up to date with people. I think it's, it's pretty cool. I do it. I think it's awesome. Um, so let's say thank Thank you one more time to Andrea Rangel and to FNW Media Interweave for uh, giving us books to give away to all of you. It's a, a lot of fun. Um, speaking of giveaways, I am starting up as of yesterday the 10 days of planned pooling party. So for 10 days, I am <clears throat> excuse me releasing a one video each day over on YouTube. We are going through my newest book, Plans Pooling. It's actually Yarn Pooling Made Easy. For each day, we will look at one of the projects in the book. I will tell you some, like, behind the scenes, some story about that project. And then you have a chance to win a copy of that book and the yarn to make the project that I talked about in that video. Each day, uh, in order to enter, there's a different way, a different uh, thing you either have to – there's a different – something you have to leave in the comments. So make sure you watch the video clear to the end to find out what that is. And uh, at the uh, culmination of it all, I think it's on the September 25th video, I will be releasing who all the winners are. Um, It'll be randomly chosen. I apologize. It's only for 18 and older and U.S. residents only. I had to look up some legality stuff on trying to open it up worldwide. And there's a lot of different laws and stuff that make this um, impossible for me to open up worldwide. So I apologize, but it is open to U.S. residents, and hopefully you guys will all go and participate to the 10 days of Plan Cooling Party. On top of that, I also have a blog tour going on where I have some fabulous bloggers joining in and reviewing the book and you have a chance to win a copy of the book from there too. So from them. Uh, so there's a lot of opportunities for you to get this new planned pooling book, Yarn Pooling Made Easy. Hopefully you will come and join in. And then the last announcement I have is don't forget that the fall crochet along begins tomorrow. Um, I have actually been putting off doing the first two videos for the release and I'm going to do them today. So you're going to see this outfit on the video for the the crochet along and uh, it's a lot of fun. It's not too late. You can sign up anytime and don't forget there is a Facebook group for that as well. That is fantastic. All right. So I'm going to hit the music because I love it. You know, I love it. There it is. Thank you guys so much for joining me on the podcast today. It was a real treat to have Andrea back on the show to talk about her wonderful book. I hope you will go and check it out. Um, Andrea Rangel, Alternate Dictionary. Lots of fun. I want to say thank you to Buffalo Wool Company, Creative Bug, Erin Lane Bag, Crafty.com, Stitches.Events, and last but certainly not least, Red Heart Yarn from the Proud National Spokesperson. Love you guys. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.